Wednesday on UPN. It looks like we've got an epidemic on our hands. It's incurable. Each and every one of you will disintegrate. It's intolerable. We can't just let her die. Return to your quarters. No! And it has infected every member of Voyager. We've lost three more people. We've lost the doctor. We've lost Commander Chakotay. But is it a deadly alien virus or something even more terrifying? She's gone. Voyager. Notch Karnick, and with me, suffering from acute cellular degradation, are Adam Bowen and Emily Bowen Marler. Welcome to Strange New Takes. Today, we'll be sharing our second installment of our imposter series. This one is appropriately called part of the imposter series since they actually name drop imposters in yeah, I the thought episode. about that too. <laughs> Course Oblivion from season five of Voyager. Uh, and make sure to tell your friends on social media. Uh, uh, that's not exactly what we say. Uh, you can tell that you can tell them that though. Uh, our social media is at Strange New Takes on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so you can reference us when you are talking to your friends on social media about us. Uh, you should also tell your friends in real life about the podcast and uh, instruct uh, all of them to give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. And as usual. Make sure to go watch Course Oblivion before you listen to this episode, if you care. I mean, it's been 24 years, so at this point, <laughs> like, if you haven't watched it and you have a really good reason, I'm not going to force you into doing that. But we're going to spoil the episode, so uh, <laughs> make up your mind before you before you get mad at us for spoiling it. All right, well, as Emily mentioned before, we are talking about the 18th episode of the fifth season of Voyager. It's called Course Oblivion. It first aired... Five days before my birthday, 3rd March, 1999. The teleplay is by Brian Fuller and Nick Sagan. The story was by Brian Fuller and was directed by Ansel Williams. One of the in-universe stardates is stardate 52586.3. The other is 52597.4. And they correspond to the year 2375. We always start with our strange new takes. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, two Star Trek related strange new takes this week. One is somebody posted in our Star Trek being like, I just watched the six, first six episodes of Discovery. Here's what I think. And I'm like, bro, you, you have watched one of the three versions of Discovery out there. Watch the rest of the show. Like, <laughs> it's like... It's like saying, I just watched Court of Honor. Here's my opinion on TNG. And it's like, <laughs> you, you might want to wait for just a little bit. Um, second Star Trek, but not episode related Strange Today. Nick Sagan is Carl Sagan's son. So this episode. Oh, I, I was literally just thinking like, oh, maybe that's Carl Sagan's son. That's ridiculous. That's <laughs> not everybody knows everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a small world moment. And now, finally, for my episode-related strange new take, is, is this the most depressing episode of Star Trek ever? That was my strange new take. I think, yeah, far, I think that, was, that was mine, too. <laughs> far Beyond the Stars by DS9, I think, also qualifies as pretty kind of thought-provoking, but still very sad. 
Uh, there's an episode with the old guy who thinks Janeway is his daughter in Voyager, which I cry at the end of. Oh, yeah, that one is sad. But no, this one is this one is a special kind of sad. It really is. Yeah, and everyone struggles uh, and sees their impending doom and then can't do anything about it, and no one remembers them. Yeah, and the like, and end. I mean, <laughs> and like nothing good happens. Nothing. Like they don't achieve anything that is no. that is hopeful or they, they, they don't help <laughs> the just... other voyager to like discover anything no. like they, they couldn't give any little little glimpse of anything to that poor crew that was very sad like, they, they didn't even say like oh that looks kind of like voyager uh, right. when it when it's like clearly there on the screen they're just like oh i guess i guess there's not a ship here huh. note the glitch in the log <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, my strange new take for life, I just went to Philadelphia. And I would encourage people who go and travel to a city that is not your own, although perhaps this would be a good thing to do in a city that is your own as well. We did a tour that was, um, it was like, uh, it was a historical tour of Philadelphia, but it was the black experience, like black history of Philadelphia, which was super Ooh. fascinating. And I highly recommend looking into tours like that in places you go visit tours of like just mm. a version of history that you might not have been taught in school or that maybe is glossed over a little bit. Or um, anyway, Philadelphia has a fascinating history and a very rich history um, for uh people of African descent who were, you know, brought up because obviously people were originally brought over enslaved and uh, just anyway, just, it just really was fascinating. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the first white house or presidential house was in Philadelphia. And anyway, so oh, forgot I, about I that. just, I recommend looking up, looking into tours like that. Cause I was really, really glad that we did that. Um, and my, you know, Notch took my strange new take. I do not have a strange new take other than that is the most depressing episode of Voyager I think I have ever seen. And, I mean, I didn't cry. It didn't make me cry in the sense, like, mm. so it wasn't that kind of a, it wasn't like touching. No, no offense. I'd not, I mean, maybe I should have wept for this poor crew that, that had no, um, you know, that no one has a memory of. Yeah, but, yeah. But it was just, I just like the whole time I'm watching, I'm like this is just really sad. <laughs> like this is so depressing. Um, yeah. For uh, I mean, since you talked about uh, your trip, I, I'll I'll talk about mine. I uh, we went to Albuquerque, Albuquerque and Santa Fe, uh, and uh, let's see. I, uh, I I drove by Jesse Pinkman's house, uh, and <laughs> uh, that's that's wild. It, it it's it's weird to. Uh, I, I'll say that Albuquerque more or less looks like what it does in the show. Uh, and but what what's kind of weird is um, most of the like lawns or, or most of the like gardening or whatnot that you see in Albuquerque is very much like Xeriscape. Uh, so it's just like cactuses and gravel and, and stuff like that. Uh, but it I feel like everyone's house in uh, uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, except for uh, Hank's house, is uh just has a has a lawn on it which it felt weird driving around albuquerque and be like what where are these houses with lawns and when i drove in to to see jesse's house there are like four or five houses that have lawns and then that's it (laughs) so like it's very tight shots that they're doing to make it look like maybe the neighborhood's bigger than it is but uh yeah 
uh, for yeah for for the episode take uh, yeah I just I I had written in my notes that this episode is brutal and underlined brutal so uh, there we go <laughs> yeah I mean I would say like maybe some episodes that do come like kind of close to being this sad are like Lord X from TNG where like oh uh, yeah you know like. I think doesn't one of the Lord Deckers die yeah. in that episode? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's stuff like Cedar that. Jaxa. Yeah, exactly. So, but that's really the only one that I can think of. But you at least remember stars. her name. Like, I yes. know it was Cedo Jaxa who died, but and, and other people knew she died. But in this one, no one knows. No one knew that anyone <laughs> yeah, died. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just dust. It's literally ashes to ashes at the uh, end there. The, 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 maybe the, the runner up to it would be when uh, Harry Kim dies and no one cares or remembers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's get into it. So this episode like opens with them tugging on all of the heartstrings. Seriously, you oh took the same God. notes as me. <laughs> it's, you got a marriage. They mentioned like, oh, Ensign Harper just had a baby. Oh, we've got this great new warp drive that's going to mean we're at Earth in no time. And it's Two just... Two years. Yeah, it's Wait, which all... It is season... Wait, uh, although, th- is this season, season five, five or season six? It is yeah. five. So, okay, so they'll, they'll get there a year ahead of time. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. No, uh. it's it's like totally just at the beginning. It's like the, the old guy at the beginning of the police movie being like, oh, it's my last day on the force and yes. my daughter is graduating <laughs> high school next week. And, you know, boy, I hope I get home to my wife tonight. Like, you know. Alanis uh, Morissette's Isn't It Ironic starts playing over the, <laughs> even yeah. though, uh, you know, not real irony, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So, so it's, <laughs> they laid on real thick, but I think there is one point here, which is, uh, it's, it's a broader point throughout the whole episode, which is this episode, I think has some of the strongest character development of the entirety of Voyager. In fact, I would say like the stuff that happens in this episode is really kind of like what they should have been doing throughout the series. Yeah, Voyager does have lots of episodes where you're like, oh man, what if this episode, but like a season or like, you oh. know, what's interesting. <laughs> I remember when I first saw this episode, I remembered because obviously when you first, the first time you would watch this episode, you don't realize what's going on, right? You don't realize mm-hmm. that this isn't the actual Voyager crew that we've been watching. But I remember thinking, wow, Tom and Bellana are getting married. Like this just seems awfully fast. Like, like I felt like there was no like real prelude to it you know what i mean like they had been you know dating each other but i just remember the first time i saw it thinking whoa this just feels kind of like i feel like there would have been more yeah we're like skipping ahead a bit (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah Yeah. i mean but but you look at like chakoti and the captain butting heads you look at Mm -hmm. um some of the the questioning of each other's authority of decisions of like the friction that occurs between the the crew's decision of whether to stay on track to Earth or not, mm-hmm. or to turn back to the demon planet, like that sort of thing. I mean, you'd expect that to happen a lot more during Voyager. You know, ship is stuck seventy thousand light years away, and instead we got very much you know the main criticism of Voyager, which is it's perfect and everyone just is perfect Starfleet officers the whole way through, and there's never any kind of. Um, l- lower cohesion the cohesion never breaks down you know there actually is quite a bit though like when i was watching this there is quite a bit of chakotay pushing up against what janeway wants i remember that happening a lot 
um, especially when they were in really dire situations. Like he doesn't, he wasn't necessarily one to just always follow her. Or, I mean, he would follow her orders, but there were lots of ready room conversations where he's like, are you really sure that this is what we should be doing? Or, you know, where he pushes back. It doesn't have any lasting effects though, right? Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like it's, it's kind of always one and done. And mm-hmm. so I think that's the, anyway, it's just one, one thing that struck me about this episode mm-hmm. is that I think it gave us a lot of like the grittier side of Voyager's trip, which we really didn't get much of in the series. Yeah. Like the ship falling apart around you. That's yeah. Another yeah. Thing. It, it, like the only other time we see that is like in uh year of hell, year of which hell. is also another episode that's just kind of, they, they do it all, all, all in one. You know, so, um, oh, well, I was just thinking of one of the things I found interesting in this episode. Um, so obviously we have Bolana as the first one, the first person that we see having effects right from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets taken into sick bay by Tom, but clearly there are already a whole bunch of other, um, crew members that are suffering the effects of this all on the side bio beds, mm, yeah. but they've clearly la- they've saved that big bio bed in the middle. We're, we have to save this for when one of the main characters <laughs> gets some gets some symptoms, and then we'll put. I just thought that was funny that they already had. I mean, really, they should have had to move someone from that bio bed to put Valana there. No, no, we're just saving this really fancy bio the, the, bed for someone really important. The other officers are sick. Of like, oh, thank God, one of the main characters got sick. Now we'll actually find out what's going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He was just, just putting him into the... storage for yeah. a while. <laughs> it's like oh the doctor's like, ah, this is epidemic. Who cares? It's not affected by the bridge crew yet. Exactly. Their oh, health insurance doesn't cover this, so yeah. uh, <laughs> we need to wait for the main characters. Oh my gosh. Uh, two two quick notes about the opening scene, biting scene, real quick. Number one is that the Voyager used the the TNG style dress uniform. So this is also I think DS Nine where oh, they never yeah, yeah. switched away from mm-hmm. like the new. Everyday uniform did not mean that we got a new dress uniform. Also, we see Harry and his clarinet again. And yeah. they don't call him the Kim Tones in this, but... Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that's that. What, that's basically yeah. what they are. We say that as well. Um, and I think it's worth noting that, uh, just underlining, that this version of Voyager found out that, like, that enhanced warp drive that got them closer to Earth than the real Voyager. Yeah, yeah, I mean, substantially closer because I'm trying to think how close the real Voyager got because the only reason they were able to get home when they did was because they used transwarp conduits. Yeah. You know, like they didn't have... Yeah, I mean, they I, were I'm able to, to get some time taken off because of Cass and they got some time mm-hmm. taken off because, you know, like there were certain I, things yeah, that Yeah, I feel like that there were several times where it jumped like ten, we've been thrown forward 10,000 light years or 15,000 yeah. or something like that. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember how far they they got in uh in season seven because I, I i know that uh we probably got a date that that voyager ended up coming home like without assistance from the borg from that original timeline i feel like they were out there for like 10 ish years or something like that at something least like if that. not, I feel if like not closer to 20 yeah. did you also notice seven of nine being a polyamorous icon yeah in this episode I failed to see the uh, the benefit of monogamous relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was probably them writing to uh, Gene Roddenberry's fantasies. Yeah. 
So, I still need to watch that show on Amazon Prime. Oh what yeah, I've watched several. I've made it up through uh, the movies. I think we're. On, I'm, I think we're on the episode. It's center stage or center seat. Center seat. Center seat. Yeah, we've made it up through the voyage home. I think is the episode we're on. Or that or undiscovered country. One of those. It's it's on. Is it on Prime? It's on Prime. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. It's pretty interesting though. I like it. The better have an episode on the card pieces that the Ferengi were supposed to have. I wanna Do any of you listen to um <laughs> do any of you listen to uh Gates McFadden's podcast Investigates? I I I remember that it exists, but I I keep forgetting to actually look it up. It's actually super interesting. So as Star Trek fans, I highly recommend it if you're looking for podcasts. She all of the people she interviews are connected to Star Trek in some way. It, oh, really? All, okay. I think it's all actors. Um, in Star Trek, but not just TNG. Like she, mm-hmm. she talks to a whole bunch of people. Um, but uh, um, oh no, she did talk to Terry Metalis, so he wouldn't have been an actor in it. But um, but like like Denise Crosby and Will Wheaton, and you know, mm-hmm. so she talks to a lot of people from TNG. But like I haven't listened to this one yet. But she's ta- Anson Mount, and she talks to uh, oh cool um, uh, Jack Quaid, and you know, so she's talking to a bunch of different people. She's very. It, she is a good interviewer because she kind of she asks random questions about like their childhood or whatever. So that's mm-hmm. kind of just fun to listen to stuff like that. So you really get to it's a deep dive into their past and and different things. But it's the same production company that does her podcast that did this um, center seat documentary. Oh, interesting. So um, she is the uh, narrator for the documentary. Hmm. Mm. Well, I will check out. I'll check out the center seat one of these days. And Adam, you can check out Investigates, and we shall report back with our thoughts. Yeah. But for now, um, let's keep talking about Course Oblivion. Yeah, where sorry. it was just so no, sad. No, 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 I had no. to talk about something happier for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Now let's get back to the unhappy okay, stuff that this go. doomed crew, uh, who quickly <laughs> discover that it's their new warp drive that's killing them. Oh no, the thing that was good is now bad. And it kills the lady that got married first. Of course. That's like, Oof. it kind of reminds me of um, Balance of Terror, right? Isn't Balance of Terror the one that starts with a wedding? Yep. And then, uh, yeah. oh, yeah. The guy yeah. dies at the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, I guess they did the same thing with the, I forget the name of the. Yeah, the Strange New Worlds episode. Yeah, yeah I can't remember. Good episode, but. Sorry, I forgot your name. Yeah, uh, hey. <laughs> Just like everybody I, forgets everybody on this episode because there's no record of them yeah. ever. Anyway. I, I mean, so, so like, yeah, obviously the, the, the advanced or the, do they call it the advanced warp drive? Uh, enhanced. Enhanced. Yeah. I was like, lazy. You should have come up with an actual name. Every, every time, <laughs> every other time it's like a quantum slipstream drive or something. And they're just like, I don't know. It's enhanced. We're not going to see it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but um it does make me wonder if like this is involved in obviously it's not a protostar but like i wonder if if uh starfleet does end up having a warp drive like this because uh, certainly by the time of like um picard it seems like the titan is able to go like all the way to federate the edge of federation space in like four days and i i thought that federation space was like bigger than that but maybe it's not yeah, it it feels like uh, time as as the series have progressed, it feels like <laughs> everything's no gotten cares. smaller. <laughs> and just... Oh, and then and back in time, like in in Star Trek uh, Into Darkness, they get to uh, 
you can transport to Kronos from Earth, uh, or you can uh, just yeah get there in hours. I love yeah. that. Um, the, I did think it was kind of interesting that scene where they finally figure out, like, so they're going back in time trying to figure out what it could be that's causing this problem, because they started to notice that. Or was it first? It's because Neelix points out that there are things that aren't being affected by this. Yeah, he, and ha- he yeah. harvested some vegetables yeah. that haven't degraded at all. Well, uh, so I, two, two, two things I think. Oh. Number one, it's the engineering folks who are getting sick yes. first, and yes. then it's this piece around objects that were brought onto the ship are doing fine, and so they're tracking back in time to see what has survived and right. what has failed. And I found that scene so interesting when they finally settle on a demon class planet and they're like, I wonder whatever happened to that crew that was duplicate, you know, that duplicated us. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, they don't even realize that they're the ones like and obviously they do figure it out in the next scene. But I just thought that was kind of interesting, a little meta. (laughs) Well, and I I do. I like I I do really appreciate like that they they tied this to an actual episode because I I feel like often what Voyager will do it like they'll make up the character that we're really uh we're we're supposed to totally remember and here's like I'm going to insert them into a few other scenes so that you yeah Ensign Lindsay Ballard or whatever yeah yeah (laughs) but it's just like this one like it it it, uh it tied itself to a memorable episode Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember being like oh oh wow yeah I remember because I think that might have uh maybe it wasn't the first time that voyager um like landed on a planet but that we definitely got the like cool blue alert stuff right. and uh, uh seeing the ship like uh land on the surface was, was definitely cool but mm-hmm. um i don't know it it, it it was interesting to see them yeah kind of go through the alternate history and when they land on something that's like a real episode it's sort of like oh all the things like i didn't recognize anything that they referenced because they haven't been on on shows because they're way further <laughs> in the Delta Quadrant than anyone else or than the, the regular show is. So it, it it's sort of like the, the lack of references to other things actually ended up being cool. Well, and did you ever think when you were watching it for the first time? Wait, now. So have we been watching this crew? Like which crew yeah, were we watching in yeah, previous episodes? I, I, I has it always been, you know, the regular Voyager, or has it been this crew mm-hmm. sometimes? That, or uh, that, that's I think that 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 would have made the show even this episode even cooler if they had done something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I I think this was probably just like a a one off kind of I thing. I think so too. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you know that what is it, Harry? I started thinking Harry. He's pretty mad about them being duplicates. Um, but he's a duplicate of a duplicate, right? Exactly. He's yeah. not even. <laughs> well, and, and actually, Harry isn't mad about being a duplicate because he already is a duplicate. Oh yeah, it, there it's you go. it's Tom that is oh, that's, that's right. mad Tom's about it. He, he should have explained to him. He's like, look, look, this has happened to me before. I'm already <laughs> not real. <laughs> yeah, I I mean it's it's kind of I think the the one like major plot hole in this is that none of them remember being duplicates, whereas in Demon like. There is, if I recall that episode correctly, at the end, what, like the duplicate Harry Kim that they meet, like recognizes that he's a duplicate and like. Well, but don't they kind of explain that away in this episode where they say like slowly they just started to forget that they were. Yeah. Duplicates and, and like as time went started, on. And... As they were reminded of it, people were starting to remember being a duplicate. Except uh, yeah. Jane or, or when they're getting direct it. degraded. Yeah. 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 So it's it's like I said, that small little plot point, but not not a big deal at all. And the other big talking point, I think, from this whole duplicate aspect is that the the, the Janeway's dilemma of whether to go home 
and Chakotay being like, what is home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then Janeway being, saying like, the the real Voyager might have been destroyed and we're all that's left. I mean, those are some heavy questions to deal with. Mm. Uh, yeah. The captain. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I've had similar thoughts in terms of like, uh, like, yeah, there's a whole lot of stars and planets out, out there. Like we, we know that there's like hundreds of billions or whatever that are in, in our galaxy uh, alone. But uh, it probably makes sense for us to s- still assume that we might be alone in in terms of like a uh, if we don't exist, then maybe nothing in the universe exists. So we should probably keep existing uh, type situation. But uh, uh, so, yeah, it, it was interesting to see that kind of argument uh, coming from Janeway. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it 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 does feel hard to defend like in this episode uh sort of uh because it, it like it definitely several times people are questioning her and, and it it kind of uh creates some interesting tension with um chakotay and the others um and i i guess she eventually does come around but it's uh yeah that's it was it was hard seeing that uh her try to hold to that ideal uh mm-hmm. in the face of everything else one, it was like, didn't Chakotay say something like, she's like, that, this is what Janeway would do. Like, she would do anything to get her crew back home. And Chakotay's like, but I don't think he would, she would, like, do it at the expense in a of way the, that would kill yeah. them all. Like, yeah, I mean, like that's yeah. not the, she's kind of, she's a little more single-minded than. Well, and, and I, I think it's sort of like a, this, like, the sort of, like, the captain having a mental breakdown kind of situation is not something that we really explore too much in Star Trek before like uh, Discovery era, uh, where like th- we're much more open to talking about feelings and like characters like have actual uh, problems that they're they're dealing with. At least as like lot large plot plot points over time. I feel over time for sure not. There are some pieces though in Voyager, for example, mm-hmm. Night or Equinox. Oh, yeah, yes, Equinox. fair. Yeah, yeah. Where where Janeway really does lose her shit, um, and then there's. It's when Ronald D. Moore writes the episode is when we have, have those things. <laughs> well, in the episode where they're in that expanse that doesn't have any stars and she kind of just hides out in her quarters for weeks well, or doesn't something, Doesn't she right? also order them to steal, like, another ship's, like, drive to escape? Isn't that... Some, yeah, there's isn't something. Isn't that, that uh, the episode where they have to steal from a, another ship to keep going? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. They, they let her be more complicated than uh than other captains of well maybe not than than cisco but, i was gonna uh, say cisco also yeah. has some of that yeah so uh so yeah, they just it, have those characters that. that are played by my you know but you know that yeah. that's why you can't have anyone yeah. but white men be captains because they don't have to deal with that stuff that's that's but, why women weren't allowed to be captains right, in right. uh, uh in this Kirk's is sarcasm time. listeners Anyway, okay. But it was canon un- until we got rid of it with hey, the, we, we the only confirmation. I that you were a huge manga a few episodes <laughs> oh, ago. Yeah, that's right. So. That's right. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, I'm wearing that hat right now. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Uh, I am not. Thanks for clarifying. So, okay. I, I mean, I, I'll say, I'll come out and say that I think January was just flat out wrong in this episode. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. Jan- they should have turned around and gone back to the planet. If they turned around a little bit sooner, there might have been yep. a chance to get back to the planet, get get back some of their health, and then maybe, you know, rendezvous with the real Voyager again or whatever. I don't know. But- I, I think part, part of the difficulty, though, was that uh, they were 
Well, I'm trying to think. Had had they just turned on the advanced warp drive, or had they been going for months with it on? Because uh, if it had been months with it on, then uh, they said at the end that it would take five weeks after they turned it back on and turned it on. They said it would be five weeks away. Okay, yeah, because it, it it's like a uh, without it on, it probably would have been years or something like that, and I I just. Or, or maybe, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's, uh, it, 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 I think it was more complicated than like, let's just like turn around because actually getting back into time in like a close timeline would have been really dangerous to them because the, the they knew that the warp drive was making it worse. Um, so, but yeah, I, I suppose she was probably thinking of using the enhanced warp drive to still get to earth, which is just mm-hmm. a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, the crew starts slowly dying, and the captain dies in her captain's chair, which is kind of fitting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciated seeing Tom Paris's grief. Uh, yeah. I think Robbie Duncan McNeil did a great mm-hmm. job acting that out, and the kind of the hopelessness and mm-hmm. the questioning yeah. of like, why does anybody need to follow anyone's orders anymore? Right. Like, who cares? Which I, I think it is interesting to... I mean, he's a good character to, to be the one to talk about that since he, he had so many, like, clashes with authority and whatnot, uh, mm-hmm. like, as he uh, went in and out of, like, the Maquis and uh, was, like, in the... Uh, was it New Zealand or, or whatever, the, yeah. the penal colony uh, when he... On the first episode, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, at least, like, I think it makes sense to have him be the one voice those those feelings, but, Yeah. Like yeah. when he wanted to buck authority and um, you know, the the um that TNG episode, the first duty, you know. Oh wait, no, that's no. not that's not <laughs> Nick Locarno. That's Nick Locarno. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. So it's I, I appreciated the character views. I thought uh, it was kind of like Neelix was very chipper for the circumstances. Mm. Still, like, I mean, he was clearly affected, but he was still like, you know, a little less so than everyone else. I have to say, though, I was a little annoyed with Neelix when uh, Janeway is trying to get him to be the new, uh, you know, medical person. And he's mm. like, but what about my other duties? I'm like, dude, you all are dying. The most important duty is to try to help people in that state. Like, why are you arguing this? What about movie nights? <laughs> <laughs> Who will make the popcorn? I mean. Oh, my God. Uh... Neelix is so funny. Yeah, seriously. I did appreciate how he was like, then, like, you need to get rest and slow down. Like, I am the chief yeah. medical officer. Right. Like, that was that was kind of neat. That was good. And I guess it, it does make sense very much when you think of uh, that that random chef being the the pilot of of, of the Titan and uh, Seven of Nine being like, oh, yeah, we had a guy the whole time that was doing a completely unimportant job, but was a, for some reason a main character. <laughs> Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so at the end there, I think you already referenced this before, Adam, where they spot a ship far away and it's, it's oh, look, it's Voyager. Let's release a probe with all of our, like, fight. Like, they're like, we're going to die. Why couldn't they even give him that? Why did it have to get, <laughs> I know, like, it was, that's, got destroyed? Or, this or like terrible. Yeah, like, I, I, I remember, yeah, it's like, you could have at least had to be like, oh, it's stuck, it can't launch. But then, like, it's in the debris field or something like yes. that. And we, we're just like, ah, damn, no, we got we to gotta end this shit like it's, uh, uh, 
uh, a short story, a science fiction short story from like the sixties or something. It's right. just like everyone dies, but there's a twist and like, Oh no. <laughs> like it would have been, I like it would have been kind of cool if like when Voyager comes across it, it's still in the shape of Voyager and they just see that last disintegration of it. Yeah. From but being it's just... Voyager to being, and then they're like, wait, what? You know, like, I think that would have been kind of cool, but. No, well. not even that. And, and even there that. isn't there isn't even any like, oh, the distress signal is coming from a Starfleet channel. Yeah, nope. <laughs> no, nothing. Uh, also, Harry Kim destroyed Voyager. I hope you'll uh. <laughs> hope you'll notice that. That's why he's still an ensign. <laughs> Poor uh, Harry. Poor Harry. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe he can't advance through the ranks because he's a duplicate. Yeah. There you go. Um, they're like, it wouldn't be right to the real Harry Kim to promote this imposter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also, we also saw that, um, I mean, I don't know if y'all will agree with me on this, but I, I thought the fucking makeup at the end there was really gross. Like the way yeah. that they had their, all their faces covered in like goo yeah. and like radiation yeah. looking stuff it just was very gross i i, I thought it, it wasn't too bad when it like just starts showing up on jane where it, it has this kind of like grid pattern kind of thing mm-hmm. i i thought i thought that that was that was cool but the, yeah then they're just like <laughs> pan over to harry kim it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and seven yeah. of nine Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and neelix actually it was all gross yeah. <laughs> yeah they were just all by the end there i was like <laughs> let's just have them get destroyed quickly so I don't get grossed <laughs> out anymore. <laughs> uh, but I guess like that's, a, that's a sign of good makeup. Yeah, the phage. Which, uh, uh, by the way, uh, uh, <laughs> my wife likes Faye yogurt and all I think about when I open it up <laughs> is phage. I like that kind of yogurt too, though. <laughs> but yeah, no, thanks, Adam. <laughs> no, Adam, for real, I say that every time I see it in the store. I'm like, the phage! <laughs> Vidian from season one or whatever. Hey, they're doing like new, there's like new technology out there where they're using phages to uh, fight bacterial infections and viral infections and stuff. And I was like, oh no, it's going to turn into the phage like on Voyager. Yeah, it's like the the Soviet Union pursued that science when no one else was. So uh, interesting to see that uh, actually maybe becoming useful. Mm Mm-hmm. No, it's it's actually like really cool tech, um, and pretty transformative in the possibilities, uh-huh. especially as we see antibiotics become more uh, less useful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I've been reading like the the uh, uh, we're all gonna die uh, from uh, bacteria uh, yeah. and whatnot for uh, probably decades now. So it's it's nice to see something where it's like, okay, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe we won't. Uh, <laughs> well, it's also Although it's gonna be AI that does us in. So you know, it's all Star Trek is teaching us about all this. I, I I don't know. I I feel like uh, we we didn't need uh, like we're we're gonna do ourselves in. Uh, we had like the dumbest possible AI even back in 2015 and whatever. And like, I I think <laughs> I don't think the computer we we don't need the killer robots to do it. It's <laughs> we'll we'll do it before then. I do think like that the 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 there's one other thing on this phase check which is it's the most positive thing coming out of covid right so like sometimes i think this, mm-hmm. is, this is maybe we've seen it in star trek too but like crisis mm-hmm. sometimes spurs action in humanity yeah. and it's the greatest source of hope that i have for anytime things feel useless it's like well typically humanity has found something good to come out of these crises and it's true yeah so 
Well, um, then we get a, oh, at least we get one scene with the real Voyager, like to be like, oh, they're alive. It's not like they didn't just end it on the dust cloud with like, right. no. like wait, they, is this, did the show get canceled? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Maybe the real Voyager did get blown up and this was it. <laughs> in, in some ways, I really wish they had just done that just because like it would have, I think, been, they, I think that last episode gave us just a little bit of bubble gum that just felt very like positive or it, it just i don't know i think they should have stuck with the dis depressing vibe and just like ended it on a bat on the, the without us getting any sort of happy ending like knowing that our crew was okay or whatever but maybe that was too much yeah i think that would have been too much <laughs> well i i mean i i, I think it, it could have been interest uh, like an alternate to that is uh maybe we even have the the thing where they can't launch the probe but then yeah i could see like a, an ending scene where like it the rest of the ship it disintegrates but you see the probe is intact uh like out of the wreckage and maybe you a blinking light on it or something and then, like that and then, and then and you can see the other voyager like warping away without picking it up uh phasering <laughs> it out of the way because it, it's 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 in the way of their path <laughs> oh man all right. Well, any other any other reflections on Corpse of Oblivion? Anything that we haven't touched on? I don't think so. Oh. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and give this episode a strange new rating. Um, which of you would like to stick your neck out and go first? I I I I quite like this episode. It, like it's it's super depressing and whatnot. But I, I was impressed by a lot of things that they did in it. Mm -hmm. So I and and it's certainly like a uh, it's a super memorable episode. Like I, I didn't attach it to its name uh, when we were discussing like oh which which one should we watch this week, but uh, yeah th th that that episode has stuck with me over the decades or whatever. So I I um I think I'll give this one a nine. Uh, and the, like the the reasons for knocking it off, we've we've kind of covered uh, yeah. in terms of I, I part part of it is just like wh why couldn't we do something like this but tied in a little bit more or expanded out a bit? But it's a super cool concept. I'm uh, mm -hmm. I'm and and uh, big respect for like the the like subtle connection to a memorable episode from a yeah. previous season, which I mean Star Trek has done that before, but uh, I thought this was a cool way of doing it. No, I was going to give it the same uh, 4.5 out of 5. Because I just, like, I yeah, it's one I always remembered. And I always remembered that it was sad, but yeah. that it was just a cool concept. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just, the, and that's that's what good science fiction is, right? You know, when, I ha when they take, like, a memorable concept and kind of do something interesting with it. And I liked it. Yeah, uh, fully agreed with all of you, with both of you on this. Um I think this, I'll just take the only thing I'll add is I think this episode showed us what Voyager can be when it references its own past and shows mm -hmm. us some real character development. So I think yeah. it's, it's also a signifier of like that side of that side of the show as well. Mm -hmm. So nine out of 10 here as well. Well, um, we got to pick another imposter episode to do. Um, we could do the original Tom Riker episode if y'all because the the one where they have the ship that's buried Is in the, the asteroid. The 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 one thing that I was that I was sad uh, was that we didn't get a, a Tom Riker reference in <laughs> Picard yeah, season right. three. <laughs> yeah. So the, we're talking about the TNG episode. The, the first, yeah. the very yeah. first one. Like <clears throat> the cool. Yeah. Or we could do the one where he appears in DS Nine. What do you think? Which one would you like to go for? 
Well, I think we did a DS9 one, so let's do the TNG. Yeah. All right, perfect. Well, the name of that episode that I've been frantically looking for <laughs> as we've been talking. The Tom Raker one. <laughs> the one from TNG, not DS9. <laughs> right. Um, let's see here. Uh, pa, pa, pa. It, I think it's called, is it the... No, it's not that one. Where is it? So, so the, the Pegasus. That's right. Oh, it is the Pegasus? Yep. I had no idea it was that episode. I don't I remember that being part that of it either. at all. Isn't that the one where... Because that's Tom like Rick... the phase cloak and stuff. Yeah, isn't that the one with... Uh, I thought he's like Locke, an ion storm Locke or something. From Lost? Yeah. Yeah, maybe I got that wrong. I thought it was Pegasus. Oh, this is why. The first... So the Tom Riker entry in Memory Alpha, the first quarter of it is the same as the William Riker entry. And you're like, you guys, like second we don't, chances. we don't need this. Yeah. Uh, second chances. Second chances. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do second chances next week. So let's watch that and recap it um, next weekend. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, thank you, Emily and Adam, for talking about Course Oblivion with me. Uh, as you, depressing Josh. as yeah, it was so to watch it, I'm glad we did. Yes. Uh, thank you, Bill and Rudy, whatever it is you're doing, wherever you are. I hope you're having a great time. Thank you, dear listener, for making time for us in your week. Uh, we're very excited to soon start talking strange new worlds with you. Thank you, Jishun Guha, for recording our theme music. And special thanks this week to... Nick Sagan for taking uh, time out of his duties of being a happy human being to write something so damn depressing for us. Uh, <laughs> so thanks, man. Really appreciate it. It's what I needed right now in my life. So cheers. All right, everybody. <laughs> Talk next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.